the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your Twin Cities radio home for business and investing news. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has announced Russian forces have kidnapped the mayor of a local Ukrainian town. Public comment, comments today, he said it's a side of what he calls the weakness of the invaders. Karen Chambis reports Russian forces have shelled a mosque in a Ukrainian port city. The mosque in the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol was sheltering more than 80 people, including children. Mariupol has suffered some of the greatest misery from Russia's war in Ukraine, and the pounding of the city has continued. Meanwhile, around Kiev, air raid sirens rang out across the capital as artillery barrage pounded several areas. Britain's defence ministry said Russian ground forces outside Kiev had pushed closer to 15 miles away from the city centre. I'm Karen Chamas. And this is SRN News. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with a free Odyssey app. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Al and Mike as they'll be discussing an often overlooked piece of the puzzle, asset location. Making certain your investments and portfolio strategies are in the right accounts means more money in your pocket and your accounts. Al and Mike will tell you how to put the pieces to your puzzle together with solutions and strategies. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Al and Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440 or call them at 855-231-6010. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. The following program was pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome, King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Welcome to Spring Break. <laughs> Why do they call it Spring Break when it feels like winter outside? Never know. But anyway, Spring Break week up here uh, at uh, St. Cloud State and at many universities, um, which means there's madness happening in uh, beach communities uh, down in the southern part of the United States, and in who knows, maybe they're going, maybe they're going further south than that. Uh, hope you're having a, a good weekend. Uh, this feels like one of those weekends where you're probably just going to want to stay inside, grab a nice cup of coffee. Mrs. Banyan made me a good one, uh, so let me grab a sip. 
along with you, and then we can uh, we can uh, just have a visit for a couple hours. So let me tell you what the show is today. So first of all, it's Job Saturday. Um, yes, it's Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show, and it was a jobs report that was really good and really uneventful. I kind of is. I'm surprised by the, by the reaction to it. I expected more. I remember, I I've said this on the show before. My habit is I never I don't watch television during the day. Television is something I do as a wind down activity before I go to bed. Um, typically watching, I don't know, often a spy series. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Daniel's working the working the boards today. We, we won't we won't make him work too hard, but uh, just curious. You know, you probably have a favorite series you're watching right now. Right now, I confess to watching the Righteous Gemstones, which has been hilariously funny. I, I mean, I watched John Goodman, re, you know, read a phone book. Uh, I I I love John Goodman, but. Um, but it's been it's been interesting. But that's not only what I do. So I normally don't turn on the TV during the day. It's not allowed in our house. We in fact don't have a TV on the first floor, and and so uh, on the main on the main level of our house. So what I do do though is I open up the iPad and watch like from seven twenty nine to about seven forty five on Jobs Friday. When the jobs report comes out, my wife knows I'm going to do that. She typically, because no, neither of us like the noise of a television going on in the background. Uh, when I do it, I try to put it on headphones. So I had my headphones on, and and she just hears me say, "Oh wow," at seven thirty, as uh, as uh, uh, Michael McKee on Bloomberg uh, announces. The number of 678,000 jobs, which is 50% above what most of the forecasts were. I think I saw somebody at 500 or 520. I didn't see anybody at that high a number. That took everybody by somewhat of a surprise. Um, I think that this number is is very important. It took people by surprise. Indeed, let me play for you sort of the same reaction I have. I think this person was on like within an hour. Um, now, she's not working in the – she works in the policy sector. Her name's Heidi Shireholz. Um, do we have that clip? Maybe I got that wrong. Maybe we don't have that clip yet. Oh, we'll play her later. Never mind. But I was listening – I listened to her come on right away, and the one thing I thought to myself was, was, was yeah, that's my reaction. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's just a really, really big number. Um, and took us all by surprise. Many of the many of the numbers in the report were really good. The unemployment rate went down to three point eight percent, and the number of people who are unemployed fell as well. Um, so, so the unemployment rate pre-pandemic was three and a half percent. We're now at three point eight percent. Now, you, my listeners are really smart. They can call us at at. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS. I monitor it. I monitor that channel during the show. You can reach me also uh, with my hashtag at or my uh, username at Banyan Show. Uh, Banyan every other letter is an A. But what you'll see is what you'll see is a lot of people look at looking for immediately here. They're like, well, yeah, that number went up. You know, that unemployment rate came down, but what happened to the labor force participation rate, right? And what happened to what happened was the participation rate ticked up another one tenth of percent. So it went from sixty one point nine in December to sixty two point two in in January to sixty two point three in February. In the most recent number. Now, that labor force participation rate is still well below. It's a full percentage point below where it was, uh, where it was at 63, 1.1, 63.4% pre-pandemic. So we're still missing, in terms of labor force participation, we're still missing something on the order of about 
2.8 to 3 million workers from where we would have been before. And in terms of employment, we're actually missing more than that, somewhere between four and a half and six and a half, depending on what you think would have happened as the counterfactual. Had COVID not happened, where would those numbers be right now? And none of us really know. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, you know, when you say, wow, that's a pretty big range. It's like, yeah, it is. But you're talking about a population that has about a quarter of a billion uh, working age population. And we're arguing about out of uh, 250, 255 billion, uh, 263 billion, or 263 million, excuse me, 263 billion people who are in the civilian non-institutional population who might be available to work. We're talking about a difference between two, between two, between about a one to two million out of that number. So it's in the third significant digit that we're talking about here. It's not that, not that big a, a difference, but nonetheless, it's a good-sized number. The unemployment rate is at the lowest rate it was since the pandemic. Okay, to get back to the low threes would take a fair amount of work still. But a lot of the story has to be what's happening with those workers who left the labor force and what will it mean to bring them back. I've been talking to groups about this. I was talking. I mentioned last week, I think I talked to a a group of uh, uh, estate planners. Uh, I talked to. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more during this hour. I, I was visiting. I visited a Rotary this week and gave a, and gave their gave a talk for them. I do these talks fairly regularly, and and as much as I have something I want to say, I listen to what questions are they asking, what are they interested in right now, because that tells me what the next presentation ought to have in it. Um, yeah, I sometimes get some questions. You go, hmm, that's not a great question. But, but almost every time I go out, I hear one question. I'm like, oh, that needs to be in the next presentation. Um, uh, one of the things I, I work on when I'm, when I'm hiring uh, uh, faculty uh, as professors, one of the things I want to check is, do they listen well? Do they hear questions well? Because if they don't, they're probably not good professors. Okay, so if the, you ask them one question and they answer a different question, it means either they didn't hear your question or they didn't know the answer to your question and decided to cover it up by just answering the question they wanted. That's, that, that, by the way, is a very common trick in politics. But anyways, I look at, the, I look at those numbers and that, that labor force participation rate looks pretty good. Uh, the number of people who are, who are working part-time for economic reasons went up by 418,000 workers that's a big that's a big big number and i thought most interesting and i tweeted this out for for you at the uh uh, uh at my uh on my ha- at my feed at pound kbrs i i listed this to you the the share of workers who said they did not work in the last 4 weeks due to the pandemic fell by 1.8 million workers between January and February. That might be the biggest news of all. So the number of people saying that they were doing, that they they had stopped, they were not working because of the pandemic. 1.8 million fewer said that, from 6 million to 4.2 million. I think it's fair to say with all the, all the news about, uh, places dropping mass mandates and so forth that that omicron is is waning there's no question about that there is legitimate concern to in my mind there's a legitimate concern to what might come next but that but not that said it's pretty clear that people are being willing to go back to work and you can see that you can see that in the data you can see in the data that one place that did very well, we'll do, the, we'll do the sector by sector breakdown in the next segment, but one place that did really, really, really well in the data was leisure and hospitality. On the job side, in the payroll report, those numbers went up, went up by, I 
I want to say about 180,000 workers. Hang on quickly. I'll, I'll flip over quickly to check on that. Leisure has 179,000 workers. Um, so, boy, that's pretty good, King. Um, so that's a, that's, that's a big increase. That's a good, that's a good news, bad news sort of thing. But that at, at of 179,000 workers is, is again, it's a huge number, but up and down the screen, we had workers who left the labor force in January, were not, were, were, were on, probably on temporary layoff because of Omicron. Hey, Maybe you were working remotely for the for a few weeks. You decided to go back to remote work. Um, I saw I saw some of that around even this community in St. Cloud, and then and then all of a sudden February comes and people are like, yeah, we're on the other side of this. This will be okay. We'll 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 deal with that. So the jobs report on the household side, which is not the not the six seventy eight, but the three point eight percent unemployment rate pretty much unqualified good news up and down the line there people dug more into the payroll data and they were kind of like looking for bad news and all the good news i don't think that was a really good use of one's time but we'll tell you more about that right after this you are listening to the king banyan show on a job saturday on the biz 14 Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. For years, we proudly installed quality roofs and gutters for people all across Minnesota. But did you know that in parts of the metro area, we also install windows and siding? Our expert team has been installing windows and siding for years, and we have recently increased our resources to serve you better. We install high-quality, time-tested window brands such as Thermotech and Marvin, and we're a certified installer of LP SmartSide products. We've found that we can better serve you by providing full-service exterior solutions. So if you've been thinking about siding or windows on your home, check out our website, thekingdombuilders.com. Click on siding or windows and see if we service your area. Remember, we're not salespeople, just great window and siding installers. You can also give us a call at 612-900-9166. 612-900-9166. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code MOVE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code MOVE for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code MOVE. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. 
Contact us for a free consultation at HeganLawOffice.com. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Welcome back to King Yankee Show on the Biz 1440. Glad to be with you today on a job Saturday with a pretty good jobs report. I mentioned it during the previous segment. Uh, we had this. Uh, we had someone come on and uh, on uh, on. This was on CNBC, and I I believe. And oh, let me let me double check. I hate I hate to get that that sort of thing wrong. Uh, but um, no, I take that back. On Bloomberg uh, Television, uh, yeah, yesterday morning, Heidi Scharholz, uh she's president of the Economic Policy Institute, center left. Uh, place uh, that does a lot of work, particularly thinking about uh, employment issues for uh, unionized workers. But but she she was uh, like practically gushing about this jobs report. And, and I actually I have to say, even though I probably don't agree with her terribly often politically, I had the same reaction when I first read it, too. Let's go ahead and play this clip. Cut number two. This was a an extraordinarily strong report. The, I, I mean, I, I slacked my colleagues immediately when I saw the numbers. I was going, this is just an astonishingly strong recovery. We have now regained more than nine out of every 10 jobs that were lost. This is it, it's just we, we there, there's still a there's still a gap to fill in, you know, depending on how you measure the counterfactual, the total gap in the labor market right now is somewhere between four point five and six point five million jobs. So we're not done yet. But the gap is closing astonishingly fast. And, and to get to that point, let me just here's here's how broad broadly it is is happening. What are the numbers? I don't talk about this uh, every job Saturday, but I but I think I should on this one. There is something called a diffusion index, and the diffusion index just tells us the number of in, a percentage of industries which have employment rising, plus one half of those that have employment that are flat. So it can lie between one zero and one hundred. And last month it was at sixty one point one percent, which is pretty good. 76.6% of the 256 private industries grew employment in the last month. So it's not like a little thing here or a little thing there. It is all over the place. Legion Hospitality, as I mentioned, up 179,000 workers. One thing that I thought was uh, was uh, very important is that uh, was that the healthcare sector actually grew 94,200 workers which has been a place where where there's been a struggle but but we're beginning to see more workers go into the healthcare and social assistance sector um, little by little I, I I usually watch temporary help services they actually didn't move so much which kind of which kind of was a bit of a surprise for me maybe the only number I thought that was a bit a bit on the negative side uh, as a negative part for me, uh, on uh, manufacturing that that came in at thirty six thousand versus sixteen thousand months before, and that was including the drag on motor vehicles and parts because it's been impossible to get to get parts. You had the, you had the uh, trucker convoy in in Canada slowing down the ability of some of some factories in Michigan to produce cars because they relied on parts that were coming from Canada. Uh, so they were down 18,000 workers. That was a drag on the number. And despite all that, despite that, <clears throat> the number of jobs in the manufacturing sector, the growth doubled from from uh, from January 16,000 to 36,000 in in February. Construction employment jumped up to 60,000 workers. It added 60,000 workers in February. Now remember, this is all seasonally adjusted stuff. It was up 7,000 in January. I think reasonably I think based on my my understanding of the weather not just here but around the country construction had problems in January because of weather. Um the fact that they added 7000 jobs in a very cold month 
is is yeah, a pretty strong testimony to how strong the construction industry is right now. People want houses. People are trying to get those houses bought, get those mortgages locked in. They can see interest rates going up. They follow the Fed just like you do here on the Biz 1440. They're following interest rates and they're thinking, "Doggone it! I gotta get my, I gotta get my, uh, my my house now." So, so a gain of sixty thousand workers in construction. It's a very volatile number. That number is not likely to continue from month to month. But just listen: the last three months, with revisions at ninety-two uh, plus ninety-two thousand for December and January, five hundred eighty-eight thousand jobs in December. 481,000 jobs in January, 678,000 jobs in in the most recent in the most recent uh, uh, numbers. Um, the downside of the downside of it all, in my mind at least, is the Fed is still adding reserves to the system. We're still producing more uh, more reserves now. With the turbulence in Ukraine, perhaps that makes some sense, but it isn't what I would do. But but I can it isn't what I would do. I'd be stopping uh, adding reserves. I'd stop quantitative easing. I would have stopped it. I'd have stopped it three months ago. But but yet they are still adding to to that number. So. Um, let's let's listen to a couple other uh, pieces done on the uh, done here. Um, Sarah Malik, uh, she is a she's a strategist for Nuveen Investment uh, on CNBC. They have a panel that that comes on right at seven thirty and reacts to the jobs report. So they get first reactions from people. This was Ms. Malik's uh, cut number four, please. Yeah, one month isn't going to make a trend, but we're encouraged. Average hourly earnings, probably more uh, growth on the services side. And also that labor force participation rate is key. We saw some of that pick up last month. We need to get supply back into the work- workforce. This is not a demand issue. It's a tight supply issue. The more that people come back into work into the workforce, I think this alleviates the pressure. If you look at the Fed, the one thing that we're all relying on is economic growth. A strong labor market, strong earnings can help us offset some of the issues that we're seeing in Russia. And now maybe perhaps some alleviation of inflation going forward. All of that is very positive. So, yeah, let me grab let me grab that. I heard that and I'm like, let me think about that, because you've told me you've added a lot of workers in leisure and hospitality. What one thing we know is those folks make less money, right? So the average wage, the average hourly earnings in Legion Hospitality is seventeen bucks an hour, versus if you're in construction, you make thirty-one dollars an hour. Um, that's the average hourly earning numbers from from the most recent report: seventeen twenty-two in Leisure and Hospitality, thirty-one sixty-two in construction, uh, retail trade nineteen. So if you're adding a lot of Legion Hospitality jobs. That's going to be a drag. That's changing the mix of jobs from which you're extracting that signal of wages. And that that number tends to be dragged down in months when you've got leisure and hospitality increasing. If I go and look at at goods producers, um, I added 14 cents to the wage. I added 14 cents in uh, cons- uh, 17 cents in construction this month versus and 20 cents in the previous month in construction and manufacturing i added 6 cents uh versus 10 cents in in january i'm just looking at the at the changes um if i go to retail trade added a dime to the average to the average hourly earnings uh and and added 12 cents the previous month little bit less but they're still positive the only and, and indeed in leisure and hospitality, it too was up ten cents, in, in, in versus being down four cents in January. So that number kind of turned around. As I look, I, I'm I'm trying to find one that actually went down, some sector that went down in the month, and I, I'm still looking, and I don't see one any. I take that back. Uh, uh, in the utility sector, that wage actually went down, but that's such a small part of our economy. So it's a I'm pretty sure that is a that is a problem of the mix of jobs in the economy. It is not 
that wages are falling. So if it makes the Fed feel a little better and, and gives them a reason on which they're going to say in a couple of weeks that uh, they're going to raise 25 basis points rather than 50 basis points, well, they're going to raise 25 because, because uh, shocking to me, Jay Powell said, we intend to raise 25 basis points in March. Our current plan is to raise 25 basis points in March, to which I thought, then just do it now. What are you waiting on? You guys know how to hold a conference call. You've had intermeeting raises and intermeeting cuts. Yes, I know. The last intermeeting raise was 1994. It's okay. There's still a history there. And some of the people that are there were working for the Fed back in 1994. So, so it's not like you don't know the history. You could do that. But the concerns on wages, eh, I'm not quite as concerned about that. Let's, uh, let's take a break here. We'll come back with, uh, with more reaction from Wall Street and from uh, Charles Evans, who's the uh, Federal Reserve Bank president for the Federal Reserve of Chicago. We'll have that as well coming up after these messages on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Hi, I'm Al Aberroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. Nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. That's why I'm going to share something that your financial advisor doesn't want you to know. With our investment strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your investments won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money to brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time Time for you to get out of pain. Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night. I should be sleeping like a log. Welcome but when back I get into you, show. I find the things that you do. On a job Saturday on the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. 
uh, coming up next hour. Could we actually end up with $200 a barrel oil? Well, might. Have to think about it and have to think about why we would, why would we want to do that? And also we'll, we'll, there were a couple cuts in uh, an interview yesterday on CNBC between Steve Leisman and Charles Evans of the, uh, of the Chicago Federal Reserve that, it was clear. It was clear he got thro- that uh, Evans, President Evans, who's been in the job for a long time, is apparently an enjoyable person who either Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network has met or knows someone that knows him pretty well because we've had a Charles Evans discussion discussion once. I've never actually introduced myself to him. I've been in I've been in a meeting and a, a couple uh, seminars in which he was present, but I've, I've never actually met him. Just but. He can get, he, he get, you can, there's a look he has when he's like sort of like processing things for you in his head and just sort of sharing with you what he's thinking right at that moment. And he had one of those moments on screen, uh, which, which was both delightful and, and, and like, hmm, I wonder what his communications team thinks of this. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that probably next hour, but let's get back to the jobs report. Um, so we've talked about the participation rate. We've talked about leisure and hospitality. We've talked about we've talked about the wage numbers, and I think those are pretty interesting. Let me get another cut here. This is uh, Tyler Goodspeed, who was on the Council of Economic Advisors for President Trump. Now works for the Cato Institute and is a faculty member, I believe, at Stanford. Or at least when I saw a picture, the, the picture of him, his background was a. Uh, was the Stanford campus. I actually know where that shot was taken. Uh, and and uh, he had to say this about the jobs report. Cut number five, please. Right. So I think there is going to be some fiscal drag, although, as Austin noted, consumers are sitting on an, on more than $2 trillion in accumulated surplus savings over the past two years. And uh, I'm, I'm actually more concerned about the, the drag from the, the rising prices. And so real wages have been declining. They probably declined again last month. Some, some of that would have been due to compositional issues, as, as Steve mentioned. But it's going to be hard to sustain personal consumption expenditures at the level that we've been seeing given the price pressures so if you look at the data right now for weekly earnings remember your paycheck moves for two things one you get a pay you get a wage increase or a salary increase and then secondly at least for an hourly worker the number of hours you work matters too if i have if i have to have some of my staff work overtime because because I have someone out sick and I say I'm just going to need you to stay. Can I have you? Can you stay for us an extra two hours? I have to give them some more income. So if I put those things together, real weekly earnings was up three tenths of a uh, three tenths of a percent month over month, and then over the last year up five point four percent. That sounds good, right? Five point four percent increase in my pay. That sounds great, but. What happens when I see that my prices for everything I want to buy are going up? How do I feel about my my wages when it turns out I had um, when it turns out that uh, I see the price of a gallon of gas go up another dime at the at the pump? Um, what happens when I go to the store and I look look to go buy my uh, what's something I would buy regularly? Okay, I. I'm a peanut butter addict, so I would buy. We buy we buy lots of peanut butter, and I did notice that the price of peanut butter went up by almost ten percent uh, at the store we buy it at um, last week. It was like, oh, well, I used to be that used to be uh, three ninety nine. Now it's four thirty nine. Hmm. So it was up almost exactly ten percent. Why I remembered it was was it was a ten percent increase. But we're seeing that up and down. I mean. Heck, my my grocery bill. I look at it and I go, and this is what we need to feed two of us. Right? I got no kids at home anymore. Um, that feels like a lot. So if you if you look at that uh, in the in, in the newsletter that uh, that Peter Bookwire puts out, um, as the U two song goes, uh, many are running to standing still, right? You're running, getting more work, you're getting a pay raise, you're looking for another job, you're quitting. We didn't mention this yet, but the quit the share of people in the job market who have quit 
their jobs as a share of all the people unemployed is now at 15%. So when you tell me 3.8% of them, 3.8% of our workers are, um, are unemployed, it's like, yeah, they are, but, but 3.8% are, but 6 tenths, 6.6 of the 3.8, 15%, left their last job. They were, they were not on temporary layoff. Just to give you a feel for that, the number of, so the unemployment rate in February of last year, 21, was, and I'm doing, I'm doing math quickly in my head, dangerous, 6.2%. Of that 6.2%, 4.1% had lost their last job or had been on a temporary job and the temporary job ended. The two other categories are the people who re-enter the labor force and the people who are entering the labor force for the first time. That last new entrant number is pretty typically just driven by demographics. That's typically just the group of people who are coming in because they've just turned age 16 or, 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 and, and are adding to the labor force, subtracting off uh, some estimate of the number of workers who, who have died and, and are no longer, of course, in the labor force. So you look at that number and there's where you... There, there's where you get that. But that reentrant number has been pretty steady at 1.2, 1.3, 1.2. And, and when I talk to people about what, what is the natural rate of unemployment, that churn of reentry and new entrants around 15 to 2%, that's the one that will be there no matter what. If there's nobody that ever quits a job and nobody ever that loses a job, you're going to have people stepping out of the labor force to, to not work for a while, Maybe to take care of a child or, or, or take, just take a sabbatical of some kind. And then you've got people who are entering the labor force. That's there. But the number of people who are in the labor force who were job leavers has now gone up by 50%. So that right now, the number of people who've left jobs in the last month to go look for a new one was 963,000 workers. Go back, go back one year, and that's at 700,000 workers. So that's a pretty significant increase in the number of people have, that, that have done that. Why are they doing that? They're doing that because they believe they can get a higher wage or better working conditions some other place. And while they're, in fact, doing that, while they're doing that, prices are rising. And and so I go back and look at that that weekly that weekly wage number, uh, and let me see if I can go find that number again. I must have closed that window. Hang on a second. Uh, let me pop that one back open. I go back there and I look at that weekly pay packet. If I go back a year ago, and I say I worked in the manufacturing sector, I had eleven hundred and sixty dollars a a week for pay. That was my that was that was my weekly earnings pre tax. Go to post tax. That's twelve. That's now twelve hundred and eighty. Say twelve hundred eighty-seven dollars. So I've got a hundred twenty-seven dollar increase. That's pretty good. I probably am keeping keeping up with inflation there. But go to say leisure and hospitality. A year ago, a year ago, three hundred sixty-three dollars. Now four hundred twenty-three. That's probably okay. Go to retail trade. 550 if if you work in a in, in retail 556 was your pay in February 21 now it's 587 that's not keeping up with inflation those folks are going are are, are going backwards in wholesale they they've gone up about 7% so they're just kind of standing still okay and that standing still probably just doesn't feel very good at all so, yes, it was a great jobs report. Um, let me play you another clip. This was Jan Hatzius, um, I believe, on, uh, I don't remember which station it was on. I'll check and say that when we get to the end of this. But what, what, uh, but he was on talk about the jobs report, and he just really couldn't find much negative to say about it. Uh, so let's, talk, let's look at cut number 10, please, uh, Daniel. It was a strong report, clearly, both in terms of payroll employment and the decline in the unemployment rate by, by two-tenths, increase in labor force participation. 
So I think quite a strong statement that we're making continued rapid progress on employment. At the same time, the average hourly earnings number much lower than expected, although much of that was probably in noisier categories. If you just focused on production and non-supervisory workers, there was a moderate increase. But, you know, at the margin, I'd say it reduces slightly the concerns about labor market overheating. Which I, which I find interesting and maybe true. I, I, I have more concerns about it, apparently, than he does. Let me follow on. This is Hatsia as well, and this was indeed on Bloom. This is, this is indeed on CNBC. This is cut number 11. Well, I think we can go significantly lower, but the question, so I don't think there's, there's like a physical constraint that would, would keep us from going down to the low twos, uh, to, the, to the low threes, but I think it will mean further acceleration probably in, in wage growth or at least continued wage growth above levels that are ultimately consistent with 2% inflation. So in order for us to bring more workers in, this is the, this is the key point about this. As long as, we sh- as long as we believe in many sectors that the real wage, the wage adjusted for inflation, has not risen, as long as we believe that, then I don't see how the labor supply issue really gets fixed. I think you have to eventually figure out how to bring them bring workers back into the labor force and it's likely to be a combination of you've got to pay them more and you have to do something to help them with their with their work conditions and perhaps provide them with flexible schedules that allows your workers to work from home now if you're in leisure and hospitality that's probably not an option for you and so there you would expect wages to go up a lot faster but there may be other sectors on the professional, you know, in professional services where wages go up slower, but you get lots of reports of uh, flexible scheduling and the impact that has on a number of businesses, a number of businesses that are downsizing their their footprint in terms of the number of square footage, the, the amount of square footage of their office space that they're that they're hiring. I think those are, are pretty important, important points to make. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll transition a little bit to uh, Mr. Evans uh, from the Chicago Fed and talk about talk about what he thought about, about the jobs report as well. Uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Al and Mike as they'll be discussing an often overlooked piece of the puzzle, asset location. Making certain your investments and portfolio strategies are in the right accounts means more money in your pocket and your accounts. Alan Mike will tell you how to put the pieces to your puzzle together with solutions and strategies. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on the Biz 1440, or call them at 855 231 6010. Huh, really? Well, my commute's painless. You feeling okay? I'm serious. Since my company moved to Center Point of Mendota Heights, my commute has become a breeze. It's located near major highways for easy access to anywhere in the metro. No way. Yeah. Plus, hot lunch spots nearby, and when the weather gets nicer, I can get out on the trails along the Mississippi. Sure, but don't you miss being in an office downtown? Nah, not with eight single-story buildings and fully customizable space to fit our company's culture and needs. No shared common areas. We've got private bathrooms and free parking. Did you say free parking? Yep. No more parking contracts or searching for a spot on the street. I park right outside the front door. No way. Where is this? Center point of Mendota Heights. It's just off Highway 55 and 62. That means super easy access to the airport. It's an ideal place for any business looking for a value forward move. You can check it out at escapetomendota.com and work where it's easier to work. All right. I'll tell my boss to visit escapetomendota.com. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes. 
Hey, carpe diem. Awesome. That means we're going fishing, eh? No, carpe diem. It's Latin. It means to seize the day, like do it now, which is what you got to do if you want a custom-built Arctic spa from Premier Pool and Spa. It's kind of like... ASAP, eh? Yeah, now you got it. Due to the increased demand for Arctic spas, you should order your custom-built spa now. So call Premier Pool and Spa and pick the color you want, the size, the kind of LED lighting, the number of pumps and jets, all that stuff. Hey, that's like over 2 million combinations. That's right. Do it today, because the early bird gets the worm, you know. Nice worms. That means we are going fishing, eh? Oh, Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today. Arctic spas are engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. PremierPools.com. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We were having an argument. I don't know if John's down there with with you, uh, Daniel, but uh, we were having an argument uh, among uh, some of the uh, Narnians uh, about about, uh, greatest rock songs. And, and, you know, so someone had to throw out Stairway to Heaven. Is it even the best rock anthem? You know? And I, and and so you know I, I'm partial to Bohemian Rhapsody, but I thought, well, Bohemian Rhapsody is a, is about seven eight years later, and it's, so it's a lot, lot different. But I was thinking, okay, choose between Stairway to Heaven and Layla, which were written within a year of each other and recorded about the same time. Um, you know. The song you chose is very good there too. I was just thinking about, I was thinking about that. I was thinking you made me remember that conversation. I argue Layla's a better song, uh, but uh, but you know I'm sure people will come at me in Twitter now. That's fine. You can you can drag me. Use the hashtag #poundkbrs. Okay, I'll 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 fight over that one. Layla Layla is a better anthem than Stairway to Heaven. Um, all right, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. If you want to say say it to me over the air. Uh, Ken and Champlin asked on uh, on Twitter, uh, is there a way to get an idea of the impact of how many jobs were lost due to work from home and to isolate how many jobs come back as companies bring back bring workers back to offices? Uh, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be tough to do that, Ken. I find the best way I've been doing it, I was just visiting with someone on a uh, who, who, we've worked with here at the university in studying tourism and we've been using a lot of data from google mobility which will allow me to look at the number of times your cell phone goes to work um i don't think we've got a lot of that yet it it is it's a little creepy it's a little it's a little bit uh it's a little bit big brotherish to do that but we actually know where your phone sleeps at night google and apple probably Know where your phone sleeps at night. Knows where your workplace is. And Google, at least, has been releasing data to show how often you go to work. Now, I live in St. Cloud. I do not live in a place that's got lots of corporate headquarters like the Twin Cities do. And even here, Android phones are at a workplace, even now, about 10 to 12% less than they were two two years ago. Now, is that definitive? They didn't lose their job. They might be just working remotely. I, I have family members that are working remotely. Uh, four, four days a week, maybe just going into the office one day a week to and just focused on meetings at that time. There's a lot of that happening too. Is that job destruction? I don't know. It certainly is job change. That's for sure. Um. Anyway, uh, I, I hope that I hope that's a part of an answer to your question, Ken. I don't think it's a perfect answer because the perfect answer requires data that we simply don't have. 
651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. Uh, yesterday on CNBC, I, I've talked about this a little bit. Let me play you the first uh, uh, cut of this, and we'll just, we'll just jump to the – we'll jump and do a, uh, more of it after the break. Charles Evans, he's the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, was brought on. And the first question he's being asked is, what's going on with uh, the jobs report? Let's play this cut number six, please, Daniel. Well, it does seem like a very strong uh, jobs number, and I think the uh, string of job numbers has been, you know, quite good for some time. And we saw revisions to last year that smoothed out the unevenness. And so I think the labor market is in a very solid position, um, you know, for the U.S. economy going forward. I think that workers are benefiting from, you know, strong demand and able to enjoy uh, stronger wages. And I expect that that's going to continue. And. And so the question is, what does that mean for the for the uh, what does the jobs report mean for what they're planning to do at the Fed? I mean, that's an open question. Let's play one more cut of him. Cut number seven, please. Charles Evans yesterday on CNBC. There's a lot more uh, detail out there when you talk to people. I've been out talking, um, listening to business contacts quite quite a lot. I talked to a Rotary Club just the other day, and you know, you, you look at what small businesses are experiencing, or just walking around, and um, yeah. you know, listening to people, you can overhear people, you know, saying, "Wow, they just can't find workers here, can they?" And that's why you know, service is down. Have you thought that too? Yeah, I mean. It, it, there's no way for me to, to say anything other than it's a very tight labor market. There's plenty of evidence of that. Indeed, one last little statistic from the jobs report. We're going to leave the jobs report uh, here. The U6 unemployment rate ticked up one-tenth of percent. You want to know why? I think this is actually good news because the number of people going back into work and finding part-time work and taking it for economic reasons has gone, went up. Okay? So I do think there are jobs coming back on. They're not all full-time jobs. There you go. Uh, good music. Uh, but they are jobs that uh, people need to take. Great jo- it's a good job support, strong growth. I don't think the wage number means what, what, what the top line number says. You should be paying attention to that. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, Our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex I'm Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm the, proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend 
the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.